Everyone has a certain framework that they rely on to go through life and make sense of the world. And every once in a while in life, I think it's worth pausing, recontextualizing, and reconsidering that framework just to make sure that it's actually serving us. In today's video, I'm going to respond to someone who wrote to me who is doing exactly that and who wants to know how to change a deeply held belief around sex. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been working with men and women from all over the world, helping them overcome retroactive jealousy and save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or you'd just like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So I was doing a Q&A on Instagram recently. You can follow me on Instagram at ZFStockhill. There's a link in the description of this video. And a question came in from someone who follows me asking, Zach, how do I change a deeply held belief surrounding sex? Number one, I think it's the wrong way to frame that question, uh, if I can pick that apart a little bit. I think you're framing this issue wrong, and in so doing, you're putting yourself at risk of putting yourself on the defensive and not really accepting new, new information. If that sounds confusing. What I mean is, if you're telling yourself, I'm trying to change my belief, that's immediately, I think, going to put you on the defensive a little bit and might make you less receptive to new information. So I wouldn't necessarily frame this process of how do I change my belief. I think a better way to look at it as, what new information should I start looking into? How can I gather new information, new data, new facts? Number two, I think a great place to start is to go back to the very beginning and start asking yourself, where did I pick this belief up? What were the earliest ideas that I was exposed to around sex, around sexuality, around women, around men, around dating? Think back to your childhood. Think in particular about your preteen and early teen years. What were some of the ideas that you were forming around sex and sexuality at that time? What were the source of some of these ideas? Where was this data? Where was this information? Where were these perspectives coming from? It's interesting to note that the perspectives that we form around sex, sexuality, and dating in our early teen years in particular, without realizing it, we often carry them with us for the rest of our lives, even if they aren't necessarily serving us. So it's a great place to start to think back to the beginning and think about where this belief came from. An additional point is I think it's probably time to start reading and learning a little more widely. Start reading and learning from people who you haven't necessarily encountered before. And try to make the group of sources that you're relying on for new information as diverse as possible. Read men, read women, read young people, read old people, read people like me who are still alive, read people who are dead, philosophers from long ago. However you want to do it, make sure you're gathering new information from a wide range of sources. Read and learn widely. Make sure you aren't going to one school or one person or one book or one thinker to form your entire view around sex and sexuality or dating. As you do this, always be asking yourself, what makes sense? What seems rational? What seems realistic? And this is going to be an ongoing process of kind of trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, trusting your rationality. And always asking yourself, does this make sense? Does this feel true? Does this seem true? Does the data, does the facts, does the evidence, does that seem accurate? Does that seem realistic? Does that seem acceptable to me? At the same time, read widely, learn from a wide group of sources, but also consider the source. Frankly, I think it's better to learn from someone who's putting their real face, their real name out there than some anonymous commenter on Reddit. I think that although many anonymous commenters on Reddit or any other internet chat group can have valuable things to offer. I don't trust that as much if someone's being anonymous and kind of hiding behind a computer screen rather than putting their real face and name out there. Just my opinion, but that's how I feel. Always consider the source. 
But at the same time, as you consider the source, realize that you may gain a, a useful insight or a useful perspective from someone. You may agree with them on certain topics and you may not agree with them on other topics. And guess what? That's totally fine. As I often say, I don't agree with everything anyone says, including myself. I mean, there's certain things I said a few years ago that I might reconsider saying today. Take the best and leave the rest when you're learning from anyone. Again, don't rely on any one person to provide you with all of the answers. And as you go through this process, always be asking yourself, is this current belief serving me? Whatever it is you believe about sex, about women, about dating, about relationships, about the world, always be reflecting on this question. Is this belief serving me? Is this belief making me happier, healthier, more successful? Whatever the case may be, always be asking yourself if it's actually working for you. It frequently amazes me how many people go around with terrible belief sets that are getting them nowhere. And they may be devout believers in a certain belief set, but it's getting them nowhere. It's keeping them miserable. It's keeping them unhappy. And at the end of the day, you know, a good question that you've probably heard before people ask is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I don't know about you, but I'm always going to choose the thing that makes me happy because life is short. We're all going to die. And I think it's a better use of our time to choose beliefs that actually serve us choose beliefs that are actually going to get us where we want to go. As an example, one belief that I hold dear that I first heard from a mentor of mine named Caleb Jones is the belief that everything in my life is my fault. Now, you may say, Zach, that's not necessarily true. You know, obviously people get sick. There's road accidents. There may be any number of things that could happen to you that are not your fault. Okay, I totally get where you're coming from. But that belief set of being a victim and being a victim of circumstance and just kind of going into the world with that kind of a belief set is not going to make me happier. It's not going to make me healthier. It's not going to make me more successful. It's better for me and my overall level of stress and success and happiness and all the rest to just take ownership of my life and just walk into the world every day with the belief set that everything in my life is my fault. I have power. I can make choices. And in this case, I don't necessarily care if that belief is right or accurate, or I don't really care what anyone else thinks of it. This belief serves me really well since I've started incorporating this belief in my life. I'm happier, I'm healthier, I'm more successful, yada, yada, yada. This belief is serving me, so I'm gonna keep it. And finally, I'd remind you that all we have power over in this world is our perspective. So the fact that you're asking me this question, the fact that you're taking the time to reconsider your beliefs, to maybe consider new beliefs or new potential perspectives, I think bodes really well for your future because you seem to realize that indeed all we have power over in this life is our perspective. So it's crucially important to consider new perspectives and to choose perspectives that are going to get us where we want to go that are going to lead to happier and healthier lives and relationships.